Hi, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Network Women in League show, where we talk all things NRLW. I'm your host, Gab Rose, and I'm here again with Georgie Sumter for another episode to review the week that was, preview the upcoming games, and discuss the hot issues in Women's Rugby League. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow us on socials at Mojo Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Georgie, what can I say to you after a heartbreaking loss in the NRL for your Broncos boys? Have you recovered okay and how was your grand final day? Grand final day was great. We had big nibbly platter sat with our beautiful big TV and the air con. Um, but, yeah, it was devastating to um, see the boys lose, to be in the lead and lose. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, the one that got away, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, got, I got no words for that. Um, but uh, Nathan Cleary owned it. Yeah, it was a big effort for the Broncos to get there. So yeah, looking absolutely. back on the season, absolutely. and we'll talk about that as the show goes on, but mm. uh, you can be proud of the effort and the execution for most of that match, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, it was a good game. So grand final's now been and gone in a flash for the NRL and NRLW, and we've got lots to discuss today. We chat to Sharks half Taylor Preston. We give a scorecard for each of the NRLW teams for this year. We do our hits and misses from season 2023, and we give our thoughts and ideas moving into 2024. As always, Georgie, lots to get Ooh, through. Yeah, huge show. And the Gillaroos have been named. So. Yeah, let's start with that, actually. Um, Quick discussion on the Gillaroo squad. Georgie, did you like the squad and any surprise ins or outs? Uh, no. I, I loved that squad looking over it when it was released today. Um, I've been waiting all morning and then Kath sent it to mm-hmm. me and I was so pleased. Um, everybody deserves a spot there. They've all played outstanding, all of those girls. Yeah, um, you, you, yeah. But there was that many that you could put in there. Um, however, just before we start, I was just looking at all the, um, the Samoa and the Tongan squads um, and a few of those girls made it into there as well. So it's yeah. good all around. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good uh, a good few weeks still so we get a bit more rugby league in our, in our veins through to the end of October. So that's, yeah, that's nice. going to be good and some good quality games as well. don't think they're going to be walkovers, which, you know, what we have seen in previous years. I think the standard of those other countries, those Pacific nations is – is definitely on the up and up, which oh, is great absolutely. to see. You've, you've seen the girls play in the NRL, so going to play for their country. Yeah. yeah, and they certainly lift. So it was a good squad. There was 21 names picked, and I didn't think there was any notable omissions. I did see on the socials a lot of people were, were calling out for, um, obviously, Tegan Berridge, Kai Whitfield, and, and probably the um, Hannah and Jesse Southwell were probably the four main, name, main names I saw people on socials. Uh, kind of thinking that that could have been included, uh, which again they're all quality players. But the question is, who do you leave out of that twenty-one to put those four in? Their time will come. There's no doubt. Their time will come. They're young. Um, you, you you look at this side, and you can see, you know, a couple of years time that there's going to be. I reckon I can see half a dozen of these players that aren't going to be there. So those girls yep. that you've just named are all still young enough, and um, yeah, plenty of time to be named as a Jillaroo. Yeah, the ones that weren't in from last year, one that wasn't in from last year was Shanaysha Solka, um, and we both thought she had a really good uh, NRLW year. Again, I'm not sure who she could replace because you've got some flexibility around, obviously, Jamie Chapman um, can play in a couple 
of positions. You've got Emma Tonegato that's quite flexible now and it'll probably get a bench spot because of her flexibility being able to play in the halves at fullback. And last year in the World Cup, she actually played, came on as a, a second row or a lock replacement. So her flexibility will probably give her a spot in that top 17. But, um, yeah, she'll probably be disappointed. But, again, it's I'm not sure who, who they would have left out for. And, and I noticed Millie Boyle, but she's getting married, so I'm not even sure that... Um, or her sh- and her shoulder injury, her availability might have, um, she might not have been available. Yeah, I don't think she's fit. Um, yeah. I, I, I do have a surprise, Kennedy Charrington. I'm, I'm pleased they did pick mm. her after their, yeah. um, you know, her suspension and after the ill's sad poor year. Um, yeah. So I am pleased that they went, you know, they kept that experience of her as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think she'll be pleasantly surprised that she kept her spot in there. And she's played a she's played a few years now yes. in that Australian team. And I think she's right. potentially probably provides a lot in terms of their team morale and, and culture and connection because she seems that type of player as well. So we can't underestimate what value she adds not only on the field but off the field as off well. Off the field as well. Yeah. I was surprised they picked it, but I'm so pleased. I'm pleased that she did to keep her spot. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we're both happy with that squad. Yeah, great squad. Bring it on now. A lot of those, yeah, and a lot of those players were, um, if we touch quickly on the Dally M awards from last week, a lot of those players that were named were actually in that team of the year that right. you and I both did a pretty good job. Pretty good job, all right. Getting a pat on the back for each of us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of those, yeah, a lot of those players that were in that Australian squad were obviously part of that Dally M team and you couldn't go past, obviously, Tamika Upton as the, the player of the year. And how she played in the grand final. Yeah, we will touch on that in a minute and, and what a year she has had. So so with that, let's get start straight into chatting about uh, the grand final game between the Knights and the Titans. It was a great game that had a bit of everything. did have everything, didn't it? Even down to the bit of push and shove from Strange and um, Williams Guthrie. Um, I money was going to be on Williams Guthrie, I might add. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, I think, and I think it was probably... Um, I was pleased that the game did end because Jasmine was getting so fired up with the plays coming at her and, yeah, and then she had another little niggle yeah. at the end. So, um, Yeah, there was pleased. a few feisty moments. There was a few feisty moments. But uh, for Titans, Jamie Chapman, absolute blinder, as we saw her get the hat tricks. Um, yeah. And then she had the downfall of Sheridan Gallagher. In that yeah, ball, that was a turning was the, point, wasn't it? Absolutely. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she scored those three tries in, in similar fashion. That combination with Lauren Brown, exactly the same. It's amazing. Exactly yep. the same. Exactly the same play. And it's the same play we'd seen we've seen in previous weeks where they come across the block, they're throwing out, and she just cuts back in, and she's just too powerful ten meters yeah. from the line to stop. Yeah, she's um, So she would have been nearly had her name been carved in on that Karen Murphy medal with about twenty minutes to go, and then <laughs> one Tamika Upton decided not on my watch. Yeah, and poor Karen Today. had to um, present the medal. <laughs> I know. It's tough. Which is, a, you know, it's bittersweet. But I thought it was a, you know, it was a hot day and it looked like a few, you know, Ivania Felide, who again I'm glad is in that Gillaroo squad because I think she's had an amazing year and I'm a massive fan of her. Looked like she got injured, you know, within the first five minutes. But I think, as you said to me on text, she's going to have to be one leg falling off for her to come off the field. Exactly right, and she she ran two hundred and twenty, um, sixty seven post contacts, and that worked out to be nearly six kilometres. She ran in that game, um, thirty five degree heat. 
in 35 degree heat. I know because I, I went and had a look at it because I was like, wow, that's that's a massive effort. And yeah. she's a solid fullback. Um, yeah. Moving around that field. Also, Shannon Mardo, um, 184 metres. Yeah. Yeah. And again, another great inclusion. Her yeah. and Jessica Alice, you know, into the Australian squad. I think that is definite, you know, kudos to them for the work they've done throughout the whole year. They have been the two front runners in terms of front rowers this year. They've been amazing week massive, in, week out. Massive running metres every week, yep. don't they? Yep. Show every week. And, and yeah. And on that, you know, what about that hit? I knew you would have loved it. Hannah Southwell on Avania Polite. Smack. Yeah, she will it, still be feeling that four days later. It was great. And I thought, oh, here we go. She's she might be on here, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. It was funny because I actually said if that was in the boys' game, there'd have been a bit of biffo about that. Um, yeah. Very, very strong hit. Yeah. So congratulations, obviously, to the Knights. I thought the Titans did a really good job of shutting down Yasmin Clydesdale. They did, but she still did 184 running metres. She's got a lot of metres still, but she kind of, yeah. She didn't they, they quite did work through. They did work on Yeah. Um, it was just a really good game all round. I thought, as I said, it had everything. The matchups, you know, Avania versus Upton, Chapman versus Roach in the centres, Brown versus Southwell, two different players. But as we've spoken about, Loz Brown has been just getting better and better. Yeah. Um, Georgia Hale versus Hannah Southwell and then the, the clash of the front rows and Johnson had a great game as well again. So all those matchups lists lived up to the expectations. Yeah. It, yeah, it was just the – it was even possessions, it was even stats all around the park. So coming down to right down the wire, like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I thought Titans had well it. Deserved. I did too. Yeah. I did too. Um, yeah. And – Tamika Upton just took control um, and, you know, they're going to have a model for women's because she's going to be right up there. She's, yeah. Um, she literally just took the hand by the, you know, took the game by the scruff of the throat. She set up a couple of tries, scored a couple of tries. One where she grubbed a kick through and, you know, dived on the ball for, for the try. You could say, I don't know if you've seen today, they showed a, a view of Karen Murphy in the coach's box when Upton went through for one of the tries and it's <laughs> obviously ecstasy and... Uh, Absolute devastation on in the box and uh, yeah, the, the roller coaster ride of a coach, hey? Absolutely, when you coach of the year, and then that happens. But I mean, to be wooden spooners and to be where you are, don't you know? Don't take anything away from the Titans. It's well deserved That's to be in the great. grand final. You've had a great year. Yep. Yeah. Take that. And oh, keep amazing building. year. Keep yep. building. And then you look at the, you look then turn your attention to the Knights, back to back premiers. Minor premiers this year. Upton gets back-to-back Karen Murphy medals. Upton gets the, you know, Dalian Player of the Year. For them, it's been what a successful – they couldn't have asked for more. No, she's been a wonderful sign. And I, she's won the two two premierships with Brisbane, two premierships in Newcastle. Only yep. player Stand to do alone so. in that. Yep. Unbelievable. So she's um, going to be right up there. Um, I'll say it now. She's going to be an immortal. Yep. And interestingly, because she missed the um, World Cup squad last year because of injury, she had a calf injury, she's going to actually be making her debut as an Australian player. As a, as a which she wouldn't yeah. because of COVID beforehand and, and she didn't get the opportunity to play last year with injury. So somebody that's achieved so much, it, it's unbelievable that she's only now going to be making her Gillaroo's debut. Yeah. And, and I just it's like icing on the cake for her, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we couldn't have left her out. Oh my goodness, you could not have left her out. She would have been the first one named. That's right. And and yeah. I see that Flash is over in Hawaii holidaying, so she, she's she's doing she's okay. All, she's all good. <laughs> yeah. So we both love that game, obviously. And yeah. then the NRL game then, we'll just touch on that briefly between Penrith and Broncos. It was it was a very similar game. You know, one team had control in that the Broncos, you know, Ezra Mamm had scored three tries, same as Jamie Chapman had scored three tries. And then just one player, one Mr. Nathan Cleary, similar to Tamika Upton, just said, hang on a minute, I'm not done yet. And he took the game on himself. Mm-hmm. Penrith win by two points. Stole it. Stole it he away. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very pleased with the Broncos. I mean, again, they were wooden spooners themselves three, two, three years ago and come back and build on that. You've got to be pleased. I mean, somebody's got to lose. Um, you weren't flogged by 50 points. You gave it your all. I mean, I feel for Renault. I feel for Reese Walsh because they're copying it left, right and centre. Yeah. But had looking at that game, and I've watched the replay on it today, you you couldn't have stopped Nathan. There was no way what the skill he had and what he did, you can't, you can't look at that and go, oh, we could have done this to stop him. It just wouldn't have happened. It was how he played it. It was his smarts of the game. Um, yep. as, as much as I'm not a fan of Penrith, um, I think they're a little bit arrogant, um, some of their players. But you can't take it away from Nathan what he's just done and he's going to be an immortal. There's no doubt about it. And he's yeah, he's better than Andrew Johns was. Absolutely. He's etching, he's different, etching different, his name in history. Skill, different timing, yep. but he's absolutely um, best seven in but the just game. just the way he took... You know, that 40-20 opportunity on the third tackle. No one saw it coming. You know, couldn't have stopped it. No, and just execution was perfect. Mm. So hats off to him. Um, I thought on the Broncos' side, I thought um, obviously as a man played well with his three tries that were, you know, scintillating, but Payne Haas, mm. what a game. It's funny because at the start of the year, um, the whole thing with his contract and I said to Kath, get rid of him because it's affecting his game. All of this is... He should be running more. He should be getting tries. He's a big forward, um, and it really got on my nerve. Once that was all settled, he he's played so much better, and yeah. he doesn't have all of that hanging over him. Doesn't have all the nonsense in the background. He can play footy, and that's what he's done. Yeah, thought he had a was, great game. It was outstanding his performance. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very pleased. Uh, and you know, Paddy Carrigan, all the forwards, they had. They all did their job. They all did it well. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it took a, it took a superstar performance to stop them. Absolutely. And for yeah. you know Buzz Rothfield to say Adam Reynolds needs to retire, cut it out, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, ten minutes earlier they were they're about to lift up the trophy. <laughs> it, was, it was two points, and you're right. They all know who needs to retire, and it's not Adam. <laughs> Poor old Buzz. So. Both were great games, obviously, in, yeah. in, in hot conditions. The atmosphere looked great. The crowds looked amazing. Uh, I just it was, a, it was a really good afternoon. And, and like you, I love grand final day. And yeah. I think we both we both really enjoyed our afternoons. Absolutely. Into and it all evenings. starts again. It's all over. The sun has risen and everybody can keep going and start again, new season. That's right. They're already talking about 2024. So uh, it keeps moving around. That's right. So... We'll move on from the grand finals. Uh, today I had a quick chat with 
NRLW Sharks halfback Taylor Preston. It was it was a fun interview, and here's a snapshot of what we spoke about. A couple of the Sharks girls have told me that Taylor is the funny <laughs> one in the team, which she's now clarified potentially the pest, not the funny one. Um, yes, I think what so. What do you do to keep them laughing? Look, I don't know. I think people just look at me and laugh at me. I don't even know what I do half the time. Um, but no, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, I'm always about the team and I think, um, you know, you can never have enough fun, I think, in a team and um, team cohesion is so important. So I think for me, I just love having a laugh and, you know, little niggle here and there and, you know, just kind of annoy people and things like that. But I think sometimes, you know, you just can't help but laugh at it. So um, Is it yeah, true you to... called Ruan Sims the dinosaur? What? No. When she was training with you. I swear I didn't do Not that. You? Did she say that? I did I hear it. I no, I did hear it, but we'll say false then, will we? False. That is a false accusation. I would never say that about Rui. <laughs> no, she's a legend of the game. So whoever sure said is. it, I'm sure it was in jest. If she's still running around, I, I still wouldn't want her to tackle me. I know that. No, exactly right. I've I've had my fair share of when she's run at me at training and I still remember when I was I think it was about eighteen or one like seventeen or something and we had a session and I was holding the tackle pads and she ran at me and I ended up flying ten meters backwards and I was scarred ever since and I was <laughs> like, note to self, never never let Rue run never at me. Run <laughs> exactly right. I'll take I'll take your word for that. I, I I'll try not to run into her anytime. All right, Georgie. Taylor's kicking game was vital this year in the game the Sharks did well in with an average of 285 kicking metres per game. I know you're a fan. What do you like about her game? Uh, I love that she doesn't give up. Like she makes an error. She doesn't put her head down. She'll just keep going. Um, yeah. I, I love that she's a character. I mean, that was a great interview. She's such a jovial person and I love that she loves her team. I love that, yeah. that she loves her teammates and how proud she is to be a Shark. And to go back, like she said, full circle, um, to be back home playing for them in their inaugural season, um, that passion and that love, that's, that's worth yeah. more than anything, isn't it? Um, yeah. I went and had a look why you, you said she, you know, you asked her about, you see her practising and she's down practising all the time. Her conversion yeah. rate is actually down 6% from last year. So she may be aware of that um, yeah. and wants to fix that little error. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good on her, recognising yeah. it and putting in all that extra effort and, you know, working and playing footy and training. and Yeah, and yeah. she's got a really good brain for the game. As she said, she loves the, she loves the coaching side of things and yeah. uh, I think she's a real thinker and a student of the game and, and for her to look at ways she can improve for next year, that was a, you know, I asked her a couple of tough questions and yeah. she answered them with, you know, good honesty and, and taking a look and seeing games where she can improve. So that's always a sign of a good player. Absolutely it is. Um, she onwards and upwards for her and those sharp yep. girls. Yeah. Yep. It's a great interview. So the, yeah. Oh, thank you. So the full interview will be uploaded later this week, so make sure you listen in for my uh, chat with Taylor. Yeah. All right, Georgie. So now we're going to give each NRLW team a score out of 10 for the year and just a quick one sentence how we came up with that score. <laughs> so we might just go out. I'm thinking alphabetical order, which was the way we kind of put it on. Is that how you put it? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'd done it. I hope my um, English was correct with my alphabetical order, but we'll see how we go. So we're going to start with the Broncos. What'd you give them? I did give them an eight. Um, Fine. Uh, one because they um, it was an ordinary start, but then they picked up their act. They had five wins, um, so 
They were in the semis. It was a good effort. Yeah, I was I was pleased with them and they should be pleased. Okay. Well, we're on you? a match because I gave them an 8 out of 10 as Ooh. well. So they were good. They were close to the grand final. You know, they 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 built us the game went on, and they form, they were forming some really good combinations. And I thought they had a lot of good of uh, a lot of good individual performance throughout the year. Mm. So yeah, eight out of ten for me as well. Next Ooh. to the cowboys or the cowgirls, as you affectionately call them. I did give I gave the cowgirls a four, um, yep. simply because they had two wins, and they were so hit and miss, um, and they just didn't seem to click and get it together. So not yep. not entirely sure. Well, I, I'm not entirely sure how to get it back to the drawing board for them and what yeah. they need to do, but they need to have a have a good good session on what they need to fix, I think. Yeah. I gave them a four and a half. And a new franchise, which always makes it hard. They had some good moments at the start of the season, but uh, lots of injuries and probably lacked to key injuries to a couple of good players and they lacked it. So that's going to be something they're going to need to look at moving forward, I think. So, um, yeah, four and a half out of ten for me. Dragons? Five. We're pretty similar. They had, they had two wins. Um, they had a lot to build on. Um, I gave them an extra point. I would have given four, but I did wide it out and give them five because they um, have re-signed Barry and um, Racine. So I think that's a good start. They've got a lot to build on. Um, yeah, so it, was a, it was a good effort, but, you know, they're in the middle. Well, bingo, I gave the same as well, and for the very <laughs> same reason. So they did make a bit of a late charge kind of towards the back end of the season, but I think they'll be disappointed that the shining light was Tegan Berry and then the re-signing of their halves. So, yeah, we're yeah. pretty much on song with that one. Uh, the Eels, this was a tough one. No, I gave them a three. I was so – I'm sad for them, but injury and suspension just impacted their whole season. Um, now that they've lost the coach, um, that's – going to have a big effect on them, on all the girls, um, having to start again really with a new coach who has to learn all about them and, you know, completely back to the bottom and, yeah, it was a sad year for the poor old Eels. Yeah, and they'd gone from grand final down to, you know, the bottom of the table. So I actually gave, I'd given them a three and a half as one for the exact same reason that you did, injury, suspension, um, and now their coach has left. So uh, it's going to have to be a rebuilding phase for the Eels in 2024. Then we move to the Knights. Gave them a nine. Yeah. If they hadn't beat the Broncos in that close game, I probably would have gave them a ten. Um, <laughs> but they're they're a classy team, the Knights. Um, yeah. Yeah. They showed how good they are. I actually gave them a ten, and it wasn't because I thought their season was perfect in every sense of the word. But I thought if you you set out as a coach or a part of that, you know, coaching staff or playing group, if you said you'd be minor premiers. Back-to-back premiers, as we said, have the Karen Medal, Murphy winner, and the Dally M winner. You couldn't ask for more than that for a season. Great year for them. So I actually gave them it because I thought you couldn't. They couldn't have really done much more. <laughs> there's, not, there's nothing more to win, is there? Oh, well, so poor Ronnie, he can't it. seem to win a coach. But, no, he um, couldn't get Coach of the Year. But yeah, uh, yeah I gave them a ten out of ten. So it was going to be a nine point nine five just because it wasn't perfection, but I just went straight for the ten. Uh, Raiders. Well, I gave them a six because they had five wins, but yep. then they slapped, completely slapped off and threw away their final chances. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, got nothing else on them. They're just. Yeah. I gave them a six and a half. New club. Looks like a great culture. 
nearly yeah. top four. Um, but you're right, they did something happen at the back end of the year. There was a few great combos, but I, I gave them that extra half point for their super subs. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Kemp and, and Matura, I thought they were two of the shining lights, besides, you know, yeah. Taupa. Um, and a lot of their players, I just thought those two super subs, they were just great to watch this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, Roosters. Well, I gave them a seven. They had seven wins. Um, They started well, but losing a couple of their stronger players also had effect on them. Um, I'm amazed to having Jessica Surges out of that team, what what an impact it did have over there. So, And, you know, Millie Ball for a little bit. So, um, yeah, they could have... um, they could have made it. They were close to making it, but they just couldn't rebuild after the girls had come back in. And, you know, like I said, we talked about last week, Millie wasn't 100%. So. Yeah. I gave them a seven as well. I mean, when you look, they made the preliminary final and, you know, had some amazing victories. You say, well, you only gave them a seven. But I think for them, if I'm in their coaching staff, I'm probably disappointed we didn't make the grand final with the roster we had. And to score no points against the Titans in that, preliminary final I think they'll be really disappointed with that given the strike power they have and that was credit to the tight ends but I think if you're a Roosters person you're you're maybe having to go back to the drawing board and somehow trying to get these them all to connect on the field so but yeah a good season but I think for them underperformed hmm. based on what their goals would have been at the start of the year hmm. it was the, the, sem- the semi-final was their worst game yep hmm. yeah yeah they're just off weren't they um all right the Sharks Ooh, I gave them an eight. Did you? Well, they had four wins and they got great players. Yeah. Um, and they're building. And like Taylor said, if you had a longer season, where would they have been? Um, yeah. Yeah, they, I really love that squad. Um, you've nearly tiny bit converted me over to them. Um, no, <laughs> we, we've always liked that. We've always, even for the men, we've had a soft spot for the Sharkies. So, um yeah, I just I love all the players and I love all of their characters and how they're mates on the field. Um, yeah, well, I gave them a, a yeah I gave them the same as I gave the Raiders. I gave them a seven. I thought they uh, they did well. I thought they do have a, a really good roster. I think they'll potentially be disappointed they didn't make the top four. But when you take into account they were a new franchise, um, they just couldn't seem to win a couple of the tight games. But when kind of the shackles came off in those last couple of games, you really did see the attacking flair and potential that they yeah. do have. So I think internally, whilst they had a good year and, you know, as Taylor spoke about building a good culture, I really think they would have set a goal without knowing. I reckon they would have set a goal to make that top four. I'm thinking they're possibly going to be a little bit disappointed with, with where they ended up. Yeah. Um, Tigers. Well, I gave them a seven. I mean, they had two wins, but once they lost Kezi, they lost their way. Other than that, they were doing fine. Um, again, good squad, um, good forwards, and a lot to build on. Yeah. I really, really yeah. it did enjoy watching the Tigers play. Yeah, and they had some shining lights, obviously, those potential stars in their, yeah. their back line with Rakia Horn and, and Jakaya Whitfield and then obviously Togatuki up front and, and Kezi Apps, obviously, you know, as you said, when she get injured, got injured, she was having a great year. I gave them a 6 out of 10. Um, but I do think they're going to be a team to watch next year. I think they're going to build. They've got a lot of locals um, amongst them, and they're a new club as well. So I think they probably went par for the course where they possibly would have expected to finish. Um, 
given their roster. But I, I think they're a team to watch in 2024. Absolutely. For sure. Agreed. Um, and that leaves us with the Titans. I gave them a 10. <laughs> they made the grand final from being wooden spooners. Um, yep. They were the quiet achievers of the comp. They just sat there. Um, they poked along and then they peaked right where they had to peak. Um, yeah. And like Murph said, you know, they cleaned out the, the issues from last year. Um, and, yeah, it was just a great campaign for them to get where they did a grand final and to almost win it, to have it right there. But they'll be up there next year. Yeah. Yeah, I gave them a nine and a half from exactly the same reasons. Wouldn't spoon at a grand final. Great culture, coaching masterstroke and Karen Murphy. And I just think if they can keep that momentum into next year, look out. 2024, they might be bringing a title back to the Titans for the first title ever for Gold Coast. So, uh, yeah, great year by the Titans. I think they'd agree. So we were pretty similar there, Georgie. Unbelievable. Not unexpected. Maybe that's why they gave us this gig. I don't know. (laughs) So so now comes the time we get to talk about our favourite moments and our hits and misses for 2023. Going to start with you, Georgie. We're doing going to do a Mojo Mad Minute here uh, with our 10 hits and misses of 2023. Are you ready? Might be longer than a minute. <laughs> I think it'll be longer than a minute. So uh, just goes well. Mojo Sports Mad Minute. Absolutely. Mad two minutes. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna we'll race through these as quick as we can. Okay. Favorite player to watch this year? Um, Flashberry. I love watching her yep. grow in the game. Best match of the year? Uh, round six, Dragons Titans with Flash's four tries, but then Lauren Brown who missed all the goals but kicked the field goal to win. Loved it. Yeah, I was at that game. It was a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Most exciting player coming through? Oh, this was a tough one. Um, I like uh, Kiriatu for the Titans. She's so calm, um, plays so well, plays where she's, you know, does what she's got to do. But then you've got Anessa Biddle, um, and I also love, I can't wait to see what she can do, um, Rookie of the Year and where, where she can take her career. Yeah. Person you do not want to get hit by. Yeah, Samima Taffer. Taffer. <laughs> um, but then, you know. But then t- um, Tiana Penatani can hit really hard when she's got to. Um, yeah, I saw a few of her highlights today. I was like, yeah, nah. Any, any uh, forward, um, anybody these days really, uh, any of them running at me, no yeah. thanks. Uh, most disappointing team? Mm, the Raiders. Um, I, yeah, I was disappointed because, you know, you thought they'd stay in the top four, didn't. Uh, favorite personality away from the field? Well, I think it's going to be Gail Broughton because her uh, Insta's like a little party. You see her out doing things <laughs> and having a great time. So yeah, and even when she runs on the field, she looks like she's having a great time. <laughs> exactly she's smiling right. and laughing and scoring tries. Yeah. I like that answer. Uh, one player you would like to interview? Valley Brigginshaw. <laughs> I knew you'd answer that. <laughs> uh, favorite player you'd like to meet? The Broncos team. <laughs> I would love to meet the girls and the boys. Yeah. Meet the fans. Um, Now, team you would like to coach and what you would do if you were their coach. This was a tough one. Um, I would love to coach anybody. Um, I've got a long way to go. But Brisbane, because they're my team and I've loved them my whole life. Um, It's longer than a minute. I won't go, but I'll just show you. That's my coaching points. Um, Right. 
that I sat and just kept writing and then I was like, oh, my God, stop writing. Um, <laughs> so as Love a coach, it. I think the most important thing is to get to know your players, get to know their, their strengths, their weaknesses, their, you know, what they can do, um, yep. how that, their personalities, how they are and where they're going to fit and what role they're going to play. Um, I, th- I think it's a big thing to um, be empathetic towards them. You know, these a lot of these girls, this is their their fun. Like like we all say, they've got to work twenty four seven and then go and play. So, yeah. um, be be considerate of that. Be mindful of all of that. Um, trust them is a big thing. Trust that they're going to take their part and be make sure that they um, they all get on and you know build that team culture and they're all yeah. mates. On the field. And I love that you've I love that you've put that as your top coaching point because it doesn't matter what you all the X's and O's you've got to tell them if you don't get that first piece of the puzzle right, it doesn't matter what you're telling them to do in terms yeah, of that's the okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, that. I could go on and on for hours with that and as you saw my, <laughs> my big my big list. Um Yes, definitely that would be longer than a minute, but that's okay. I love that response. <laughs> um now two thousand and twenty four prediction for the title. Um, I did put Sharks there because I think what they'd done at the back of their season was enough for them to kick them into gear a bit. Um, I think Jada would, if she hadn't have had her injury with her ankle, um, and I think she did struggle with that throughout the season, and I think she's probably cautious not to re-injure it, um, I think it would have come, they would have come a little bit further, uh, not, not the confidence out of us. So next year going in, Hopefully she's over all of that. Your spine all can keep going the way they're going. And I really think they're going to be up there. Them and the Titans in the top four, I'm not sure who with. Um, yeah. Probably the Knights. All right. So we're calling it early. You're picking the Sharks, 2024 NRLW. Yes. Yeah. Them or the Titans. Stop the, the clock sharks. there. <laughs> You've said it perfectly. Nobody needs to say any more. Well done, uh, Georgie. Yeah. Very, very good. Uh, you did easy. Right, <laughs> All right. So, should we go now to the viewer questions? Or do we want to go over my answers for your same questions? Well, I'm looking for you my bit of paper to tables. ask you your, your questions. No, I want to All hear right. your answers. All right. right Have you got the questions here? Yeah. All right. Ready? Let's turn the tables. Let's go, Georgie. Who's your favourite player to watch? Ivania Polite. <laughs> become a huge fan oh, I just love the way she runs she's all effort she she runs hard she doesn't shirk the workload and as I said she comes comes from the back she's always in the right position and then she's you know next minute she's taking a third or fourth hit up as a you know like a back rower yeah I love her effort best match of the year uh the Titans versus Roosters final where oh. the Titans just managed you know to not let the Roosters score a point I just thought that was my performance of the year Mm. Most exciting player coming through. I agree with the ones you said, but I actually went the one I enjoyed watching the most this year was Ja'Kai Whitfield. Mm. I know she's not brand new, but I just thought she has unleashed. Yeah, obviously Tegan Berry and those ones, but I actually loved watching Ja'Kai Whitfield and her speed this year. Mm. Person you do not want to get hit by. Well, I agree with you with Samima Taufer, but I also added with that Hannah Southwell. <laughs> watching a couple <laughs> of her hits. I don't want to be anywhere near her. Yeah, she means business, doesn't she? Yeah. Most disappointing team. 
Well, for me, it was actually my Sharks because I was <laughs> I thought with their potential they could make the top four. So that's that's probably a biased view because obviously I love watching them and I was willing them to the finals. But uh, yeah, I'm going to actually say for me as a fan, it was it was the Sharks. Oh. I agree with you. I think building next year will be for them. Yeah, your favorite personality away from the field, and you know uh, a lot of the- them, so. <laughs> well, I've gone for someone I don't know, actually. Uh, Favourite personality away from the field for me and just watching her after the grand final was Jessie Southwell when yeah. Tamika Upton was getting her uh, Karen Murphy medal and she's in the background like an 18-year-old doing shackers or whatever she was doing. Uh, yeah. I think she'd be a, a, a fun personality and just confident at such a young age. Like when she scores a try or anything, she is all emotion and I love it. Yeah, and and on that, Kath noted she's like, oh, there we go, back to being a twenty year old, like eighteen year old. She's <laughs> yeah, right there. Just Hoodie's over. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, one player you would like to interview that you haven't. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, that's I've got that answer. Um, I actually went the same as you. I'd like to interview Ali Brigginshaw or Kezi Apps. I just think they've come through the system. They're seeing where it is now. I'd, I'd love to get behind their brains and see where it's come from and obviously their ideas on, on their, what they've done in the game and moving forward. So I actually went for a couple of the, you know, legends of the game that are still yeah. playing amazing football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your favourite player you'd like to meet or have you met Well, them? I just, <laughs> no, I went for one I hadn't met. I went with Jessie Southwell again. I've actually coached against Jessie Southwell at Oztag, but I've never met her. And, again, I think because she's such a good personality, uh, I, I just would love to get inside her brain. So, yeah, Jessie <laughs> Southwell. Uh, team you'd like to coach and what would you do if you were their coach yeah I, I my first answer was the Sharks but I skewed away from that so there was kind of two the the Roosters because I would go back to the drawing board and I would try and come up with a game plan similar to the Panthers blueprint just they've got such talent and such ability but I would yeah follow the Panthers blueprint of just kicking to the corners Backing your defence, which they did in a lot of the games. But, again, I think when they lost a couple of key players, they kind of lost their way in that. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I feel like you're on a hiding to nothing coaching a team like the Roosters because if they don't win, it's been a disappointing year. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that would be that. Or I would like to get into the inner sanctum of Karen Murphy and <laughs> be an yes. assistant coach with the Titans uh, and see what she's done and then even look at a couple of options off the different plays that she runs, but condition the defence with something and then come back with a few different options on different plays. So um, they would be the two for, for very different reasons. Nice. Well, I always said I'd like to be uh, Wayne Bennett's assistant coach. So, Yeah, know, similar get, similar reasoning. Get all that. But Murph, I'd be stoked with that. Even a day yeah. there. <laughs> a day in the life. A day there. Yeah. That's right. And your 2024 prediction? Based on what they did this year, I've, I've gone the Titans and I would love to see that because I just, I've just become a real fan of what they've done this year. Yeah, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so pleased for them. It doesn't yeah. matter that you didn't win. You should be just proud of yeah, the whole it's good, year. It's been a really good story. So, oh, well, we yeah. both got through the mojo mad couple oh, of minutes. Couple of minutes. <laughs> so now I'm going to put you on the spot again. We've got a viewer question which comes from mm. Vicky. Who wanted to know, do you think the NRLW game should be standalone or played before the NRL games in 2024? What a question. Well, yeah, it is a great question. Thank you, Vicky. Um, why can't you have both? Um, like we said about the Tigers coming out here, bring the Tiger girls out here. Um, 
they can have both. They can, um, well, you did it, you had it for Newcastle. The girls played before the boys. You had that yeah. big crowd for them. Um, yeah, I think they can do both. But you need yeah. to, if you're going to, and especially if you're going to expand, um, you need to be looking at the games before the boys. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think a hybrid approach is probably um, the best bet for 2024. Some standalone games, some double, triple headers with just the girls. We've, we talked about taking it to the country and then some games before the NRL games. I think they can have, you know, I have guess a buffet of options. Yeah. D all of the above, I would say. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly when I read that question. I was like, oh, well, why can't they have it all? Yeah. yeah. Well, they can. So that's that's the beauty of it. So hopefully NRL, we're, we're going for a bit of a hybrid approach, you know, similar to what you did this year. So but adding in those double and triple headers out in the country. Well, I think they need to actually call us, you and I, for to get some advice and be their consultants just quietly. Yeah, well, yeah. all right. They'll know, they'll know our numbers. So on that, we've seen a question floated recently on TV, Georgie, about the, we know the NRL game's going to Vegas at the beginning of next year. Should the NRLW go to Vegas? Channel 9 commentators had down that maybe floated the idea of maybe an Origin 1 in a three-game series. Um, thoughts on either an Origin or an NRLW game in Vegas, backing up what the boys are doing? Um, well, if you took an Origin, you'd take. Um, are they taking men and women? Because that's what you'd do, take men and women. Well, they're taking origin. a couple. Yeah, well, they're taking four NRL clubs, so they're going to play two yes. games over yep. there at this stage. Yeah, so, so whether, if they're going to take girls are going to go. They take an origin. Are they going to have men's origin played and then the women, like women's, then the yeah. men's? Or I don't think they would do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what work? And what game would you game? take there? Oof. If you could have one one NRLW game or two teams to go for a showcase game in Vegas, that grand final that's we just watched Newcastle <laughs> Titans. You take that. Yeah, rinse, wash, repeat. Mm. Absolutely. You take that over and say, have a go at this. Um, it's going to be interesting because what Americans think of um, Australians playing football without protection, like their NFL. So it's going to yep. be interesting to get watch the feedback and see what they all think of this game over there. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't see why not, um, why, why they shouldn't take the girls. They could play anywhere. Um, they go and play, you know, played in Papua New Guinea. So yep. why can't the girls go and play? wherever they, you know, take them over to England. There's, you know, the Super League's over there. They have the chance, they have a women's game over there. Why aren't they playing the champions over there? Why aren't Newcastle going over to play their champions? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm wondering if it's a funding issue or if it's a, uh, maybe for the women it's a timing issue because obviously the women's season starts a lot later. then the boys' season. It depends what's you know they're going to run with the how that the structure is going to work next year. So whether or not it's a timing issue and having just that one game over when they haven't actually they probably haven't even started their preseason at that point mm. or just starting, or if yeah. it's just a pure funding issue. Mm. I'd like to see, to see it. what the reason is. Yeah, I think America would love to see it. Quality oh, of that game. I think they yeah. eat it up. Yeah. Well, everybody I've talked to this week has actually enjoyed the women's game more. And they have the men's. Um, I think the men's yeah. game is a little bit predictable at the minute. Um, yeah. And I think that they're loving it's new, um, how the all these women conduct themselves, how they play. Um, and I guess it's the average Joe that thinks, oh, God, I couldn't do that. Um, yeah. So they admire them for that, which, yeah. which is it's a great thing. It's, a, it's great to hear. 
yeah, and the quality we've seen, as we've spoken about, is is top notch for, you know, given that most of the teams are training three times a week and, you know, they're playing at a professional level with, um, you know, semi-professional funding and, and training and everything like that. Yeah. So I think the women are, are playing beyond themselves, out of their skin to get the quality that we've got right across the season. So kudos to all the players, all the coaching staff, strength and conditioning, physios, everyone that's involved in all the clubs. I think you've done a yes. stellar job great, in 2023. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Georgie, I know you've always got final thoughts or comments. Mm. What have you got this week? Where are they? You've covered it all. Oh, no, you'd have them. Where's your little notepad? <laughs> one notepad. Do you want to see my notes? It is like, everywhere, yeah. And <laughs> I've actually... What are you going to choose? Here we go. Look, this is, this is our year. Yeah, right. Oh, I've got that as well. That's funny. Here's <laughs> mine. Right there, I just... Keep putting the notes on after each game. We're we're more similar really? than we we're, we're morphing well, into one. <laughs> we <laughs> well, I wanted to say thank you to you. Um, you every week. I mean, you you're a full time mum. You're a full time worker. You I think you have more than one job, don't you? You have a few yeah, few different few. hats. Um, you've been away coaching um, the touch team. Actually, how did they go? They were amazing. So we ended up, our girls' team made the semifinals. So it was a great effort. That was probably beyond where we expected to go. There were 16 teams in this national tournament and we lost the semifinals to the eventual winners, which was a Queensland all-schools team. So my girls were fantastic to work with. There was not one moment. The culture was great. They were always positive. So it was was a really amazing week. And my son's team, who was in the New South Wales uh, Catholic College's boys team, they exceeded expectations. They made the grand final and only oh. lost by one to the event oh. to Queensland All Schools as well. So they were disappointed that they lost the grand final, but they were performed amazingly well. So it was a great week up there. Good thing Queensland won something then this week. I know. They got nothing else but <laughs> that. So, you know, they won both the boys and the girls national youth championships in touch. Well done. So they got Man. something, Georgie. Good on you. Um, You've done some wonderful interviews um, and you've done a great run sheet every week. Um, so thank you, Gab. It's been a pleasure working with you. I loved it. Um, thanks to Mojo for giving me a go. Um, I stepped out of my comfort zone to do something um, that I've always wanted to do and I'm so pleased I did. Um, I loved every minute of this. Um, yeah. And thank you to my wife because she, um, Kath, she listens to everything, um, tells me about what I need to, I say absolutely too much, um, you know, <laughs> giving me all the tips and, you know, she loves it just as much as I do. So I've really enjoyed watching the season with her and, um, yeah, listening to all the things. Half the things I say it's probably my subconscious from listening to Kath in the lounge room. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she's, she's been oh, well, that's supporting lovely. me in this new adventure and I love it. Yeah, really yeah. Oh, well, thank you for those kind words. And actually written here, I've got the exact same thing. So I just <laughs> wanted to, to thank you as well because for those who know, Georgie and I hadn't met each other more than a couple of months ago. We met, we've met, we only met on the screen and yeah. uh, I think we've both come as a as a partnership such a long way and, and for me as well, stepped outside my comfort zone. But, Georgie, you've you've made it fun. You've made it interesting. You. Your knowledge of the game is, is amazing and, and I know your passion for the game is, you know, we both have the same passion for the game. and. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of the world. Same thing. I've had to kind of shoo the family out, you know, the hubby and kids out every Tuesday when we do the podcast. They don't come in, take the dog outside. <laughs> um, 
and they've been extremely supportive as well. So it takes a team effort to do that and, and you're part of that team with me now and, yeah, it's it's been a ride and I've enjoyed every minute as well. So straight back at you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be back in 2024 with some, you know, more interviews, more segments, you know, player reviews. We're going to... We're going to really ramp it up in 2024. So uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Mojo Sports Network for, for giving us a go. As I said, we've loved it. Uh, have a great summer. Staying cool. Watching the cricket and the tennis. Yay. And we're going to see you all next year. Yeah, one sport finishes and, a, and another cranks up. Yeah, we've so. got Fox Sports. So, you know, it's sport or news in all our year house. Round. They're quite boring. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's the same here. So, uh We've still got a few more weeks of footy left, and and if yeah. we do get, we might even do a show in the next couple of weeks, Georgie, about uh, how the Jillaroos are going. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Listen, we're just prolonging this week on week, <laughs> aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah, I would love to have a catch up and see where they're all at. Yeah, yep, awesome. All right, well, we will see you all soon, and definitely in two thousand twenty-four, we're back on. Thanks all for listening, and until awesome. then, goodbye.